deep breaths. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, right here to Leading Off on Fantasy Pros, the home of fantasy sports. It is me, Joey P, Joe P. Zapia. That's Dan Harris, and it's you. And today we are going to recap the day and evening that was in Major League Baseball. And, of course, today's afternoon games, a lot of home openers for the other teams. Dan Harris and I are fresh from the alternate site And we are here this morning ready. We've got our coffee. We've uh, gone through everything and we're ready to rock and roll. Dan Harris, before we even begin today, I have to issue a huge apology to the audience and uh, I basically have to come clean. I I screwed up big time. Remember yesterday when I asked you about the other McMahons and I said, why am I blocking? I feel like there's another McMahon. Of course there is. It's Vince McMahon who is... You mentioned Vince. You mentioned Vince. You did. I I don't think I did because people on Twitter then were like, "Um, Vince McMahon, you idiot. And I was like, how embarrassing for me, the wrestling nerd that I am. And Vince McMahon is simultaneously the best McMahon and the worst McMahon. I just want to put that to bed once and for all before. I have to go back and listen. I have to go back and listen to it because I I remember Ed McMahon, of course, because I went with him. I said Ed or Jim. I I just kind of thought you had sports world. All right. Well, you're no, right. You're a failure. I'm a and disgrace. And this is your last show. Congratulations. I am a disgrace. And and I host a wrestling podcast. I am so disgraced and ashamed. But look, we all have our moments. And uh, clearly some people in Major League Baseball had their moments as well. Uh, Dan Harris, uh, look, before we even get into the other uh, big news that we have today, we've even got another major injury because it's baseball. I wanted to chat with you because I don't know if you saw this game last night, but did you see the Orioles and Yankees extra innings last night? Because I watched it all and it was fascinating because the Yankees at one point, I think had 12 hits and three runs and the Orioles had three hits and three runs. And this is the Yankees, right? The Yankees are a team that is station to station. The Yankees are a team that hit home runs to score runs. And when it gets to this point where you start with the man on second base it started to favor the Orioles because despite how good the Yankee bullpen is, the Orioles guys are just trying to make contact because that's the kind of hitters they are, basically. And then you saw Clint Frazier and Jay Bruce swinging for the fences, and it's the backup catcher who ends up coming through with the big hit that kind of ties the game for the Yankees. And it's just yep. kind of just hysterical to me how they can't change their game for the moment of what's going on. And I just want to talk baseball this morning with you on that. Yeah, first of all, regardless of fantasy, I just, it was, I mean, I, you know, I don't even want to say this, but I don't even despise the starting the runner on second anymore because it is just action right away yeah. and it's strategy. And you, you saw the second time they had it because again, it, I think it went to the 11. So you had mm-hmm. two shots right. at that because the Orioles scored a run. Then as you mentioned, the Yankees scored a run, then the Orioles again. But Gardner did bunt the runner over to third to start off the 11th. I believe they still couldn't bring him in, uh, you know, I think Urshela was was out by, you know, 40 feet on that final throw by Santander. But yeah, I mean, this is what the Yankees are, man. You know that they're they 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 don't have a lot of, hey, let's go contact. Let, let's hit some singles and get it on. That's why LeMahieu is such a good fit for them because he does change the dynamic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was it was an interesting game to watch. And I, I was kind of impressed with Cesar Valdez, actually, in watching that game. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I, I'll take a step further, too. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, and I don't care if we get slack for it. I like the run. I liked it in the WBC and I like it now. Starting the guy on second base. Craig Council, I read his quote about it. He's like, yeah, I want it to happen. I don't want to blow my entire pitching staff on a 17-inning game, one game when I got 162 of these to go, and that one contest is going to affect me for the rest of 
you know, the next six to eight weeks potentially. And you know what? He's not wrong. That's the way baseball is not built. These pitchers are not built for barely five innings, let alone these 16, 17 inning games. Yeah, I, I I feel bad admitting it because I feel like I'm going to get so much, it's dirty. you know, flag okay. for it. Well, look, I'm I'm mostly a purist. Like, I never wanted the DH to come to the National League. I like National League Baseball. But at some point, I do think that there are these changes that you can make to make the game more appealing to the younger generation. And people aren't going to sit there anymore. for Baseball slow enough as it is. You got to love it. You got to love the game to want to sit there and watch it. And I feel like when you're getting to these things, it's like, oh, it's going to be like a four and a half hour game. And it still could go. You saw the Yankees went to 11 innings yesterday, Mm -hmm. but still makes it more exciting, adds a bit of a dynamic. So I don't hate it anymore. I'm sorry, everybody. Keep listening, please. (laughs) All right, let's recap the good and the bad from yesterday that we gave you in DFS. The good chalk was good. Huzzah, Alec Bohm and the Phillies. That stack we talked about against the Mets and Peterson. Well, that bared a lot of fruit right away, especially. I love when things are right in the first inning because then you can just got to sit back and go, awesome, here we go. Uh, despite the fact it was against the Mets. Shane Bieber chalk, good. 11 strikeouts for him. Uh, Jose Romero's hitting a couple home runs in there. Uh, Brandon Woodruff and Lopez both pitched well. Our two cheap secondary arms that we had a lot of confidence in pitched very well. Woodruff had, what, a no-hitter, I think, for five innings? I mean, he yeah. was terrific. The bad, Jack Flaherty was good, so I was bad there. He did walk four guys, but he did pitch pretty well you know, for the most He's part. fine. He was great. Okay. He was great. And the Jays failed again, so uh, we're all going to uh, take a hit on that one. Blue Jays, come on. Uh, Let's terrible. go. Kyle terrible. Gibson. Kyle Gibson? I know. We're you know all what that mad, gets? man. That gets we're a – Bro. Bro. <laughs> Kyle Gibson. Bro. Come on, let's let's not do that. All right. Uh, Before we get to the big takeaways from yesterday, I want to remind everybody, too, that we're giving away a Ronald Acuna autographed jersey. That's right. Ronald Acuna autographed jersey. Thanks to our friends at pristineauction.com. Just go to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. Then all you have to do is fill out that form. You write a glowing review about Dan Harris and myself, how much you love leading off, how much you love fantasy pros and yada, yada, yada. You take a screenshot, you go, you bring it over. Yeah, you post that screenshot over there on the little form you fill out and boom, just like that for free, you're entered to win an autographed Ronald Acuna jersey. We just gave away a Soto autographed jersey. I mean, you're already listening to the show. You're already watching the show on Fantasy Pros MLB channel on YouTube. I see the numbers right here. We see them every day. So go get yourself some free stuff. It's our thank you to you. Thanks to our friends at Pristine Auction. So Dan, what are your three big takeaways from last night in Major League Baseball? Uh, All right. So number one, it was Garrett Hampson stealing three bases. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, he's not going to bat. Maybe he will. Ramel (laughs) Tapia has been batting leadoff, but, you know, it was against a lefty against Bumgarner. But it was great to see Hampson. He had batted ninth against the lefty earlier in the year. Again, he's got speed. Speed is in short supply right now. He went two for three with three runs batting at the top of the lineup. So that's a big deal for me if he can find his way to – I mean, you've got these guys, McMahon. You've got Garrett Hampson. These guys that we've been waiting for, if they can stick in the lineup, they can really do some damage in that one. Number two was a bounce back for all the pitchers that everybody really liked coming into the year that had right. kind of rough starts, right? I mean, we talked about Florida. He did walk four, but six Ks against the Marlins. Again, you, Joe, at this point could probably go out there against the Marlins and, you know, seven innings and one run or something like that. But Luis Castillo really bounced back uh, again against the Pirates, seven shutout innings. Kenta Maeda looked pretty good, two runs against over six innings against the Tigers. Brandon Woodruff, as you mentioned, just a one hit over seven innings mm-hmm. against the Cubs and his corresponding pitcher. Kyle Hendricks also bounced back six innings, no runs and six Ks. So the big takeaway there for number two is really just like, OK, just a reminder just that breathe. it is it is a very long season. OK, nobody freaked hill. out. Just breathe. Just nobody breathe. freaked out. 
And the third one is that I was really encouraged by what I saw from Steven Strasburg. And, and maybe yeah. it's something where we're just like, look, when Strasburg's in there, he's he's going to be good. But I don't think that fantasy managers were necessarily that optimistic. Now, it was against the Braves, and they did score, I believe, seven runs in the first game of the doubleheader. But they strike out a ton. Their bats haven't been humming. So the fact that he struck out eight over six innings, uh, 85 pitches shut out. So I, I was really I watched that game pretty closely. He looked great. I, I was really, really encouraged to see it from Strasburg. Obviously, he got the long-term injury concerns. But overall, Strasburg, I moved him up my board just a little bit because I did have minor concerns over the actual performance, even when he was healthy, and he kind of put them to rest yesterday. Uh, by the way, speaking of the Garrett Hampson three steals, I just want to point out with that Kettle Marte injury we're going to talk about in a second, mm. that um, between that and the, uh, the ability to steal on the Arizona Diamondbacks that we saw in full effect yesterday – I'm going to be trolling the Diamondbacks hard for the next couple of weeks, okay? Uh, and especially until Zach Gallon comes back. Now, Gallon's already throwing. That's good news. Um, but uh, that, that you could see the air go out of the balloon with that team, too, uh, with Kettle Marte. They weren't playing well anyway, and then you lose your best player. You already have Cole Calhoun on the DL. From a wagering standpoint, from a DFS standpoint, it is a big attack onto the Arizona Diamondbacks until further notice. Uh, that's just uh, a big takeaway for me. Also, a big takeaway for me that the... the um, you know, last night I did in-game live with my buddy Dane over on SportsGrid. We were doing that show, and I've never really done much in-game wagering and stuff like that. And we were doing the analysis, and it was funny because we had the perfect crazy game for it, which was that Yankee-Oriole game going back and forth. And the odds kept flipping every time somebody would come right. up. And yep. you could basically just, like, you'd have to follow it going back and forth. That is a fascinating little wrinkle for people who are looking and enjoying games. Uh, it's, it's a very cool thing. You know, let's... Let's get into some buy or sell stuff uh, as well, because I think uh, that's very important. And uh, there were some uh, some guys that are off to decent starts that I think we have to evaluate and see. Is this just April? Is this just pitching be ahead of hitting at this point? Or is this maybe a little bit of development and evolution? Yeah. So let's talk uh, about Nate Eovaldi and Matthew Boyd. Okay. And uh, these two guys, are they must start pitchers right now? Matthew Boyd had a run a couple years ago in the first half that was brilliant. <laughs> Yeah. Yesterday I trolled him and he was like, you know what, Joe, screw you. And he pitched pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on Boyd and Ivaldi? Uh I don't I don't think I'm quite ready to call them must start pitchers, but I, I'm definitely intrigued. Boyd, look, you know, we, we joke about the pitcher lists, our friends, you know, Nick Pollock and Alex Fast, they are what they call themselves the Boyd boys or whatever they do. They look, he does look good. He's throwing his change up more. He's got the great slider. He needed to really lean into the change up. He looks great so far. I don't want to, you know, go too crazy over two starts, especially when the weather isn't that warm. But I'm definitely more intrigued than I had kind of buried him in my starting pitcher rankings. I have moved him way up. As for Evaldi, uh, you know, we have a guy who contributes for us, Mike Mayer. He's fantastic. Mm -hmm. He he always, you know, kind of tweets out a couple of really good stats. And these came from Red Sox stats. But Evaldi over his last six starts in the regular season, 1.08 ERA, four own four earned runs over 33 and a third innings pitch. 36 Ks, 090 whip. So he's kind of hit a groove a little bit. And Avaldi's always been this guy where we're like, why aren't you better? Okay. Like I realize well, that yeah, you're fast. Because the velocity is so high. Yeah. You expect him to be better. Right. But, you know, straight is straight. Straight is straight. <laughs> if you exactly. Throw and down they, the pipe, they're going to hit yeah, it out 112. Straight ball. I hit it very much. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I, I think Ivaldi is somebody who I'm also intrigued by, more intrigued by Boyd. Neither one is a must start pitcher. So to the extent that's the buy or sell, I will sell that for now. Uh, I will buy Matthew Boyd. And I'll tell you why, because if he does continue to pitch well, 
that also means that he's going to be a trade chip at some point. And yeah. I think him going to a better team, if it's, let's say, the Astros or somebody like that, you know, there's there's opportunity there for Boyd to get acquired by another team that's in a pennant race. And that could really boost his value down the stretch, including if he is pitching well during yep. that time. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, big draft day bargain. Uh, he had a big moment yesterday. Uh, that's a guy that I, I said, you know, I think I took him on the labor team and a few other teams as well, just cause he was lasting. You mentioned Cesar Valdez. Um, is he potentially a top 15 closer by season's end here? I could see it actually by season, by season's end. I think, I'm, you know, most people are going to disagree, but you talk about all the time, Joe closers, even on bad teams get saves and mm -hmm. he is the closer. Like let's not, there's no, you know, I know Hyde has always wanted to mix and match and throw random guys in there. This is the closer. And he pitched, I think two and a third yesterday. He looked good. He's not your typical guy, right? He doesn't strike out a ton. His minor league and Mexican league track records aren't huge or anything like that, but he, you watch him pitch and you watch that game. I did too. He's savvy. He knows how to, you know, manipulate sort of the strike zone. He knows how to get guys off balance. So I like what I saw from him. I don't think I'm ready to call him a top 15 by season's end, but it is not out of the realm of possibility. He is a guy who I I didn't prioritize a ton in my pickups this week, my fab pickups, but he is a guy who right now, after watching him and looking into him a little more, I kind of wish I had a little bit every more. So I'll say top 20, but he has an actual chance to finish top 15 if he can hold that job. My Mexican league track record was very spotty. Just That's for the record. true. Very so true. I, say, I was a little embarrassed about that as well. It's a lot of embarrassment for me today. I guess not good. You know, just kind of just letting go. It's spring. I want a fresh start on a lot of things. Uh, are you buying or selling Nick Castellanos as a top 10 outfielder? Now, you know, I love me some Nick Castellanos. Top 10, though, probably aggressive even for right now because I update my rankings pretty much every day. I have him 15th rest of season, which I and again, you've got a couple of injured guys like Aaron Judge and George Springer ahead of him right now. I may move those guys behind him, but the lack of steals kind of is what keeps him out there. But man, I think a monstrous year was coming for Castellanos. I am mad I didn't get more shares of him considering where I had him ranked. It felt like I was always in it one draft or one salary cap draft where there was one other fantasy manager who was just as high on Castellanos as I was. So I don't have as many shares as I want, but I think top 15. Yeah, maybe top 10 if he keeps this going. But for now, I'll keep him outside that. The Reds have a little moxie about them. I oh, yeah. Like, a little moxie there. Castellanos yep. got a little moxie. Moustakas has got a lot of moxie. And then you got... <laughs> You know, yesterday I was watching Amir Garrett come in and mop up, dude, uh, which I thought was such a stupid idea. I hated that. I was so mad. So I was, you know, the worst <laughs> so part, Joe, bad. it's when as a fantasy manager, as a pure fantasy manager, when you're not you, I have tons of shares of Garrett because he was a guy who was going you late. And, like, <laughs> and I wasn't like paying attention to that game because it was out of hand. And, you know, once Castillo yeah. did well and they scored the runs, it was like, great. And I saw it ended 11-4 and I saw the grand slam. And I was like, oh, whatever, like no big deal. And I'm checking later and I'm like, wait, what? That was Garrett. Why are you bringing him in in the ninth uh, inning? Because you want to get him to work. You want to get I hate. All this don't get closers oh, okay. work. They're fine. Get them work in the bullpen. Eh, sorry. Bullpen. <laughs> I, I agree. I like you. I hate I like it. The Dan Harris rage. I, that, that's my. That's where I get. That's where I get April worked 8th, up. April eighth. I found yep. your trigger. Triggered. Right. Dan that's Harris has been triggered up. by closers and mop up duty. Well, yep. and the, then he got mad. He struck out the next guy. But he's got a lot of moxie too. The Reds yep. got a lot of fight in them. Uh, yep. All right. Are you buying or selling the idea you should stream every pitcher no matter what the caliber against the Marlins and the Pirates? I will say yes to the Pirates. Uh, Marlins are just in a slump right now. The Marlins will break out of it a little bit, but the Marlins aren't a great offense to begin with, but this is just a bad couple weeks here for them. I'm not, I'm not going to go too crazy here with that. Oh, when, when certainly without uh, Cabrian Hayes, like, 
actually any human being who is going to step on the mound should be streamed against them because it's crazy for me. I probably am doing the same against the Marlins. They just look lost right now. They'll watch Taiwan Walker get bombed today in the Mets uh, opener here at, at home. But yeah, I think I'd buy that. Actually. I think right now for right now, I would stream anybody against those two teams because they just look lost at the plate. And as Dan mentioned, he updates his rankings almost every hour, I feel like. Uh, I try to get there a couple times a week as well. So go to fantasypros.com, go to the MLB tab. You can see all of our rest of the season rankings. So we keep you up to date on all of that. So if you're looking to make trades or looking to make also moves, trade, chart, trade chart, trade chart, dropping today, today, what? trade chart. Be on the lookout for it. Trade chart, which has my trade updated chart. rankings and values for trades. Awesome. I love it. I love a good trade chart. All right. Uh, do you like a good chore chart? Do you have a chore chart in your house? No, no, I don't do chores. That's <laughs> what do you mean for you? I meant yeah. for your kids. No, they don't do chores either. No, oh, nobody okay. does. My house nobody is just like a complete, a complete just trash can. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. So uh, some injuries. You got Cody Bellinger out with the calf. Gatel Marte was watching this live when it happened and you could see he's running down first base he immediately grabs that hamstring and that is and the, the worst thing. The and then he pounding hits the bag, that pounding the dirt afterwards, hits That's the bag, just, uh, hits the floor. Uh, you could see his whole body convulsing in pain, writhing in pain. You hope that it's not a tear. You hope that it's a pull. We'll find yeah. out more today, but for the diamondbacks, this is horrible news. Aaron judge had side soreness. Um, you know, you gotta watch. I'm out a little worried, Joe. I'm All a right, little worried. Why are, are we, are we in the here we go again already? No, I'm well. Look, if you if you draft judge, you are banking on missed games. You know that, like that's just I what know, you do. But I, 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 the oblique. You know they're not calling it oblique. They're being so careful not to call it an oblique. They're gonna decide, decide. I don't know. But he had obviously the oblique injury uh, before two years ago, whatever it was, and he missed roughly thirty days, which I think you know grades obviously differ, but that's the average miss for an oblique strain. I don't like that already. He's dealing with a side issue. So I'm not I'm not panicking. I haven't dropped Judge like crazy, but this is when I'm monitoring closely because even Aaron Boone said it was too early to tell if he's going to play Friday. They have an off day, so I'm, I'm nervous about it. Well, you should be nervous about it. Rest yeah. of the season, would you rather have Aaron Judge or Nick Cassianos? Such a great question. And I, I that, that is why, that's why I I'm is. here why in this chair. This is, why, this is why you brought me in here. This is not your fault. Best. I just want you not. to know. All of this, it's your fault. This is it's on true. you. You made it's this true. happen. You're okay. not the best now color man the in the business. Not the best color man in the business for nothing. Um, I I will <laughs> probably right now, I will still take Judge by a hair, by a hair right now. But if he misses Friday's game, or if it sounds like it's going to be anything that's like, oh, we've got to monitor it, then I'm just out. I, I'm going to move Castellanos out of him. But for now, I'll take Judge. So. I actually just showed my kids dodgeball two weeks ago. Oh, the first time. oh that's a good and, one. And you know what? Pepper is still hilarious. I'm yeah. shocked. Still... Still an absolutely hilarious performance. And Come that on. people forget, Jason Bateman was out on the peripheral at that time. He was not working a ton. He was, like, doing small things and stuff. That performance kind of brought him back. And then yep. he had de- Arrested Development, like, shortly after that, I believe. Yeah. Or, or, we, are yeah. a, uh, we are a big uh, Jason Bateman household here, as I'm showing my wife Ozark now for the first time. Oh, she hasn't seen him. it? Oh. No. We're only allowed to be clear that the parameters of watching that show is that I have to tell her before anybody dies or just like everything. Like I have to give her well in advance. So it's basically like me, me giving her a synopsis of each episode and then she watches it. It's really obnoxious, but she's watching it. So I can look. You know, Eastside Morales season one of that show is so great. The uh, whole I don't think thing that, that gets discussed enough. 
by the way, fan of our Fantasy Bros. Well, I can't remember the name of the actor, but in the third season, who plays her brother, who plays uh, uh, Laura Linney's brother. Oh, he's terrific. Season. He terrific is a actor. fantastic actor. I don't Brilliant know if he plays fantasy baseball, but he is a big fan of our fantasy football show, Joe. So you may get to know him uh, as well. He follows us there. So good well, thing. Anyway, we're I off track. I want to get him we're on the show. Track. By the way, also, Janet McTeer, one of my uh, guest professors at Oxford when I was studying. Oh, look yeah. at you. Yeah. All right. She's come on. Back to fantasy baseball. Anyway, let's go. Let's fantasy. go. Let's move it. All right. All right, here, so let's let's go on here. Uh, Mike Soroka shut down with shoulder inflammation down Ugh. for two weeks. Tim Anderson placed on the IL, no shock there. Um, George Springer now has a quad injury. All right, I'm just going to say something here, okay? And I said this on last night's TV, and I'm going to say it to you today, Dan Harris. So back in the 60s and 70s, all these guys did was go out, drink beer after the games, carouse, do stupid things, get up every morning, play baseball. And then when baseball was over, they all worked at the Home Depot or whatever the heck that they did. They worked at the Ace Hardware store. There was no Home Depot then. And and I want to understand why those guys played 162 games. And these players that do nothing but train all the time, do nothing but study the game, they don't go out, all they do is eat grilled chicken every day and play video games in their hotel room. Why can't anybody stay on the field? What's happening here? Is I have a theory... It's probably unpopular, but that's okay. That they're doing too much in the offseason. There's no rest time. There's no real recovery time. They're constantly training. And then when they get into baseball activities again, they're doing things that aren't the same as workout activities. And you're having this problem because baseball is a very specific game of, of movement at certain times. It's good. It's from stillness to movement all the time, whether it be a windup, whether it be hitting, whether it be running, whether it be fielding. That's what baseball is. And they're doing all kinds of different workout stuff. And I'm telling you right now, it's not working. Look at the IL right now. We are, what, eight days into the season. Look at what's going on, Dan. Well, as somebody who has never worked out a day in my life, I can tell you that it keeps you in perfect physical health. So I agree. Everybody just stop training, stop doing anything, and just just hang out for a little bit and stuff. I don't know what it is. But yeah, I mean, especially with the 10-day IL, you're going to see more guys getting on there. But yeah, I don't know. You do feel like you see a lot more strains and, you know, especially like soft tissue injuries. But I don't have the answer. Not smart enough to know what it is, but it is frustrating. It reminds me of another good dodgeball quote. If you don't have any goals, well, then, you know. <laughs> dodgeball fan podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit of DFS. But before mm-hmm. we do, I want to recognize today's sponsor, Manscaped. Uh, it's that time of year where, you know, it's spring outside. It's time to mow the lawn, but not that lawn out in front of your house. The lawn, you know, inside the house, if you know what I'm saying. And Manscaped.com has the best product for you. The Lawn Mower 3.0. That's right. The first two were good. The third one is where it's at. Sometimes the third is the best in all of the sequels. And I want to talk to you about that product today. It's the third generation trimmer. It features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Nobody likes grooming accidents. It's got advanced skin safe technology. It's also got the quiet stroke technology, 7,000 glorious RPM motor. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, baby. And let's not forget about the charging stand. So you could show your mower off to your friends. When people come over, you could say, look, look at my lawnmower and its charger. Look at it. Isn't it glorious? It doesn't have batteries or anything like that to replace. It's good for the environment. And it takes care of your lawn. So if you want to right now, go get 20% off and free shipping. Thanks to us here with the code leading off at manscaped.com. Again, once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code leading off at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. All right, let's talk a little DFS right now and look ahead to the slate. Yesterday was a pretty solid day. 
as we said, you get Shane Bieber, we gave you Woodruff, we gave you some possibilities there, um, and it was, it was good, it was good, it was simple, it was good, today it's all afternoon slate to let the night games go, that's my advice to everybody, just let them go, and let's start with the good chalk of the day, and Dan Harris, for me, the good chalk begins with the Boston Red Sox, because they're facing our old boy Matt Harvey, you know, Dan, uh, opening days for Matt Harvey used to be a thing, you know, remember those days, that was fun, yeah. and I was thinking about that today, and Wow, what a difference six years makes. Right? <laughs> yep. It is uh, not exactly the same. I agree with you. Red Sox stack uh, all the well, way. I mean, and Harvey didn't look terrible in his first start or anything like that, yeah, but, but I'm I'm more than well. well I think the uh, the wind is blowing out to left field. Like, well, it's let, the ballpark. It's Matt Harvey. It's the wind. Let's it's go. also the game from the night before where you have this emotional long game and now you got to turn around and play a day game the next day. You got to travel and play a day game. So they didn't wrap up that game till like 1130. They probably didn't get back to Baltimore till 230 in the morning. Now they got to get yeah. up and play a day game. Give me the Boston Red Sox. Colorado also a good chalk today, especially because once again, Arizona is completely depleted. We're going to talk about that in a second too with our secondary arms because there might be some mm-hmm. opportunity there with John Gray today. Very yeah. low draft percentage, but potentially very useful. Uh, I want to talk about the cash games. You got three big ones on the slate today. Lance Lynn at home yep. with the White Sox. You got Corbin Burns. Uh, and you've got uh, Jose Barrios, yep. who is also at home uh, against Seattle. So Barrios and Burns were brilliant against each other last week. It's very enticing. However, I'm leaning towards Lance Lynn based on the fact he's cheaper than the other guys. I think he has just as much win equity, if not more. And on top of which, I think he's got decent enough strikeout potential that he could go close to those guys. Now, I think Burns and Barrios aren't bad choices either. Personally, I like the Lynn pick because it allows me to get the Red Sox in there or allows me to get Colorado far easier. So what's your take on these three guys? Is it just any of them or do multi-entry and use a couple of them? How do you see these three big arms on the slate? I think all three of them could have great games. There's a little bit of a chance of weather issues in the Minnesota game. So you want to keep that in mind and watch the forecast. But I agree with you, Lynn, especially because he does come at a little bit of a discount. I mean, I know the Royals lineup, you and I were kind of high on it coming into the season and it hasn't been terrible or anything like that. But yeah, give me the innings. Give me this. I I like Burns, you know, the Cardinals, you know, I I don't like to pick on them as a lineup necessarily. And they're they're doing okay. They they obviously wound up scoring seven runs yesterday. Lynn is the guy, especially at a discount where, you know, especially on on DK, by the way, that the prices for these bats have like DK has caught up, right? DraftKings has kind of caught up to the early season stuff. It's Fanduel, always, can, what did I tell you before the season? Yes. I said FanDuel's loose. Yep. It's yep. always loose. It takes them longer. And on top yep. of which, they just go, no, you know what? Let's let's <laughs> let's wait. Let's keep it. Th- this guy's got five home runs in five games. Let's leave it at 3-2. Let's see. Let's see what happens. So, so on DK in particular, because you can get him at a discount, he's uh, over $1,000 cheaper than uh, Barrios. He's, you know, $700 cheaper than Corbin Burns. I- I'm definitely going with Lynn here. So I agree with you. It's really going to, my lineups are going to start with Lance Lynn for sure. And, and Marco Gonzalez is worthy opponent wise, you know, yeah. against Barrios too. That's, that's my other thing about that one in particular. And Adam Wainwright, worthy opponent, St. Louis worthy opponent as well. Um, not but when you get to Brad right Keller, Brad Keller, that's the thing. And by the way, the other right. stack, the sneaky stack that I kind of like, I kind of like the White Sox here. I know Keller got a lot of run in, uh, in the, uh, you know, in the spring and everything like that, but I, I did not like what I saw from him in the in the first start. So I, I kind of think that that's sort of a sneaky under the radar stack that you can do. I, I think there's more possibilities in the Burns and Burrios game for things to go not their way, even if mm-hmm. they pitch very well. Whereas Lance Lynn, I find it harder. So I'm just I'm just going to 
you know, yep. keep it simple, stupid. That's what we do here on the Ditto. show. And and if we keep doing that, we win money. We did it yesterday. We're going to do it again today. And uh, and I, I'll tell you what, too. The other thing I mentioned very carefully yesterday, which is we gave you some names, but I said, see if they're in the lineup. And if they're not, make sure you're checking in these day games because you get a lot of differentials. You get a lot of guys who are sitting for the night yep. game and all these travel things. So just do that again today, please, please. Because Andrew Vaughn, who we liked yesterday, wasn't in the lineup. Yep. Um, there's another Verdugo wasn't in the lineup. Uh, I, I like Vaughn lucky. today, by the way. My if Vaughn is in the lineup today, super cheap. I don't mind Vaughn list. today. He's yep. on the list. Yep. But, you know, it's funny. I got very lucky yesterday because Yadier Molina and Darren Ruff were the two subs. And if you need help, hit me up on Twitter. Hit Dan up on Twitter with yep. some names and stuff like that. We'll try to respond to you as fast as we can. If you're like, hey, I need a you know somebody in the $2,200 range now because this guy's out of the lineup. In the day slate, we got you. So that's that's why you follow us on Twitter, Joe Pizapia17, Dan Harris80. That was Dan Harris's old wide receiving number, in case you're wondering why that is. Very true. Um, and uh, let's move on here to some of the other arms here because I think it's important to mention the non-cash game arms. Uh, not that you can't play those other guys in tournaments, because you can, and we do, in yep. success, like yesterday with Shane Bieber. Marco Gonzalez is in play as an oppo play. John Gray is a secondary arm on DK, is in play today, and I'd even throw Taiwan Walker into that mix. Walker looked good in the spring. Taiwan Walker's got a good matchup against the Marlins today. We just talked about streaming guys against the Marlins. I think Taiwan Walker, people kind of completely dismissed the the progress that he made last year and once upon a time Taiwan Walker was a can't miss kind of young arm so maybe just took him a lot longer and a lot of injuries to figure things out but I think Gray Walker and Gonzalez all are interesting secondary arms today what are your thoughts on those three guys I think it sounds ridiculous but I like Gray I mean I I realize I don't think it's ridiculous at all I know it sounds ridiculous just you know without us talking it through because you're in Colorado you're like I'm sorry you're fading a guy who's basically been from a fantasy standpoint a huge disappointment throughout his entire career in Colorado but yeah you mentioned it no matter how serious or hopefully not serious the Marte injury is he's of course not going to be in the lineup today he's probably going to go on the IL at a minimum and Gray you know he looked okay and I, I think you you made a point you know they didn't score any runs in Colorado last night the Dimex so he actually is the guy he's he's priced pretty cheaply as you would expect I don't mind Walker either uh, I'm a little I Walker's a guy who I kind of I want to see it right now I want to see it but again I mentioned it earlier if you were pitching against the Marlins right now I would feel okay about throwing you out there so I don't hate throwing Walker out there either but I do think Gray with the discount is probably going to be the guy I go with and I'm I'm terrified but that that is the guy who I see the most value on well, I'll tell you what, too. I think uh, you have opportunities here at the stack also with the Chicago Cubs today against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, so the Pirates, we're going to troll them. We're going to troll the Orioles. With you know, I'm not today, I'm not Colorado. stacking Cubs, Joe. I'm not doing it. I know it's, it's Tyler can. Anderson, but I mean, they're I mean, just not hitting either, man. They're just not hitting. I know, I, but you know I'm what comes wait. into town when the Pirates man. come into town, things change. Everybody the wind is blowing in, though, uh, reportedly. The wind is blowing in a little bit, so that does so, make me right. a little, a little, you know, I'm going to avoid the Cubs today. Cubs, Red Sox, and Rockies. Those are the stacks that I like today. Okay. Uh, lineup builders, get your pens and pencils out, kids. All right, or your your you know, your pads on your phones or whatever the hell you do nowadays. Uh, in Mercedes, 2.3. This is on FanDuel. Vaughn, yep. 2.2. Raphael Devers, I think it's time. He's yep. hitting low. He's sub three, 2.9 for Devers. Yes. By the way, go. by the way, by the way, yeah. by the way, by the way, mm-hmm. yes, let's yes, illustrate yes. the differences there between FanDuel and DK. You're like, ah, oh, 2.9. Yeah. Fantastic. Fan, uh, DK, 5.4. I'm like, just going to say, is it 5.2? I think it's all the top 5.4. There's, there's, 
They're, they're just DK is like, no, no, no. We know what's going on. Fanduel's like, do whatever you guys want to do. Have some fun. Live it up. So yeah, for sure on Fanduel. This is why I play more in football season. I play both, but in baseball, yep. I really I play the DK in times when I really like the secondary arms and I feel like there's a good combination. But I'm telling you, just keep it simple on Fanduel. You're good. There's a yeah. lot of dead money in these early tournaments too, and things like that. And people are just trying to be so strange and, and unique. And just get the pitcher right. Just get it right. Yep. Uh, Devers at 2.9, Verdugo 2.8, uh, Christian Vasquez with the Red Sox 2.4. If Dahlbeck's in the lineup, 2.3. Mm-hmm. On DK and FanDuel, keep an eye because JD Davis is probably out. If Villar plays for the Mets today, if Jonathan Villar starts at third, yep. he can score your points in different ways with his legs. He's got a little pop too. 2.5 on FanDuel, 3.1 on DK. And Adam Eaton, we talked about that White Sox stack. Yep. I like the White Sox as well. And Adam Eaton. Jose Abreu, uh, but look, this is very easy today to get Lance Lynn and the Red Sox and just go to town, and yep. that to me is basically my plan. Mm-hmm. I could not agree anymore. That is what I'm going to be doing a ton. I love both of them. Man, Matt Harvey, come on, but do us do us a solid, all right? You, you were know awesome. he's going to throw six shutout innings. He is. Tomorrow, he's going to completely dominate. So you're gonna, that's <laughs> can't miss. That's why you subscribe on YouTube to watch that, because if that happens, I'm telling you right now, Watch the rage tomorrow morning. Uh, it's going to be on fire. All right. It's time to call our shot. Dan Harris. I'm going with JD Martinez. We haven't gotten on the board yet. This is not good. Who are you going yeah. with your home run call of the day? I'm going with Jose Abreu. Again, I do think that the White Sox are going to score some runs here off of Brad Keller. They have an implied total of almost five runs. So I'm going with my guy, Jose Abreu, to go deep today. All right, so I want to thank our sponsor, Manscaped. And remember, get 20% off and free shipping with the code LEADINGOFF at manscaped.com. I'm telling you, it's a good product. I have the lawnmower 3.0. It's outstanding. Go get it. Listen to what I'm telling you. Also, don't forget about that free stuff we're giving you, a free Ronald Acuna jersey just for listening to the show and doing what? A little tiny review and filling out a form? That's crazy. Think of the value of that Acuna jersey five, six years from now, what that might be, or you know, 10, 15 years from now, if he has ended up as a Hall of Famer. Great stuff there. Again, thanks to our friends at Pristine Auction. I want to remind everybody, you can subscribe to Leading Off wherever you get your podcasts and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's just for MLB, Fantasy Pros MLB. And while you're at it, subscribe to Fantasy Pros as well because we've got a lot of cool NFL draft stuff going on. That'll do it for Dan Harris and myself, but the story of the game goes on. We'll see you next time, kids. Enjoy your baseball. 